0: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome, everybody, to Steelers Friday Night Six-Pack. I'm your host, Tony Defio. and thank you as always for joining me. It's probably a good thing that those first two minutes were, were muted because I was fumbling, like I always am, but now I, I, that was my rehearsal. But, you know, if you're if you're watching live on YouTube and Facebook, you saw me st- stammering for about two minutes, but there was no sound, so it's a good thing for that. But thank you for joining me. And, and we have lots of live shows you can you can watch on those two platforms. There's this show, there's the hangover every Monday, there's the curtain call every Wednesday, there's Steelers Preview with, with Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. That's every Thursday. There is the curtain call. As I said, curtain it's Wednesday already. That's there's the uh, the Scobro show. I'm sorry, the Scobro show with Dave Schofield and his brother Rich. That's Tuesday nights. Uh let's see we have uh, and you can catch those live shows on any audio platform. iHeartRadio is my 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 platform of preference. You, you you can you can catch all those live shows. Uh, you can as downloads on, on an audio platform after the fact. Uh, so if you're if you're if you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, I hope you're doing well. But you, but we have audio exclusive shows too, such as as the Retro Show with Brian, Ethy Davis, and me. The Let's Ride with with Jeff Hartman, which is a great show. The uh, live mic with, with Michael Beck. There is uh, Stat Geek with, with Dave Schofield. So please check all those out. Check out Behind the Steel Curtain, the website. Where we bring you commentary, film breakdown, news. Anytime a news, an old Steeler returns, like like Vince Williams the other day, Juju a few weeks ago, Tyson Alulu we, we're, we're there to bring it to you. As we like to say, it's your one-stop shop for all your Steeler's needs. And as I was saying earlier, welcome to everybody in the live chat, including my my good buddy, Terry, T-Money, he's a legend. He's a, a longtime Pittsburgh sports fan. He's from, he's from the, the area. He, he, he's a pit season ticket holder. He's a, he's a pit alum. He, went, he, he, has, uh, 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 he goes to all their football games when he can, pre-COVID, of course, and basketball games. A big-time fan. He usher's the Pirates games, Penguins games. He goes to Steelers games. He, he's, a, he's a big, big fan. And uh welcome, to everybody, to the live chat. Crex Steelers Pittsburgh, Javier Morey. and since I did all, I did that already. When I when I, I uh, didn't realize my sound was off, I, I I don't want to go through all that again. But you, you, I love you all, so thank you for joining me, and thank you, Ta- Todd, uh, Fury, for letting me know that I didn't have sound. It's one thing you can always count on with the live chat or the comment section. They're always ready to let you know when. When things aren't going well, and they're always they're always keeping you on your toes, so, so thank you. Here's a, a Monica S., and, and I'll get this out of the way right away, and, and and he wants to know, or she wants to know. I don't know if you're, doesn't really matter. You're a frog, according to your picture. But anyway, Monica wants to know, Tony, how did you become a contributor for Behind the store Curtain? It's what the fans want to know. I didn't know they wanted to know that. I think about two minutes ago, they wanted to know why I didn't have sound. But I became a contributor back in 2010. I was actually doing some research for some old Steelers games uh, for my own personal blog that you know never got traffic. But I was I had just started writing and uh, you know I was looking uh, looking for research on old Steelers games and I stumbled upon Behind the Steel Curtain. I started uh, writing in, in the fan post section. I did that all season. It was fun. In many ways, it was my most fun. Or my funnest, poor grammar, year that I ever had writing for uh, uh, behind the store curtain. Uh, you know, I you know I was not. I was just a, a fan, uh, fan writer, which is what I am now basically still. But it was so much fun. And after the season, that was the year they went all the way to their last Super Bowl. If you remember that year, a week after that Super Bowl, that lost to the Packers, Super Bowl forty-five. Michael Bean, who was the original editor, the, the founder of, of Behind the Still so Curtain. He asked me if I, if I wanted to be a, a main writer, and, and I've been doing it ever since. I didn't think it'd be 11 years, but here we are. I'm having a great time. It's given me so many opportunities, uh, obviously writing and now podcasting. Uh, I've had articles that just really exploded, you know, and I'm really proud of that. So and it, it's given me a, it's made me a better writer. It's made me a more knowledgeable Steeler fan, you know, sometimes begrudgingly or grudgingly. So I'm grateful for that. So thank you for that question. So uh, enough, uh, enough self uh, enough patting myself on the back. I, I don't want to get a big head, but I appreciate the love. So thank you for that. Thank you for the questions. So the first thing I want to get into tonight is, is what I think was the biggest news of the week. And that was the re-signing of veteran inside linebacker, Vince Williams. I believe that was announced on Wednesday. And I think it became official yesterday or today, but anyway, uh, Vince is back for at least one more year. And to me, I think it's great. You know, it, uh, it, it was sad when he, when he, when he was cut last month, not, not a surprise. I mean, he, he was, he was owed a good bit of money for, for where he was in his career and where the Steelers were in their salary cap situation. He was, uh, I think he was owed what, $6 million. And I think they saved 4 million by, by cutting him. So it wasn't a surprise, but it was still sad because he was such a great personality. And he, he, he such to me, he was a great story, he, a former six round pick he was thrown into the fire his rookie year because the Steelers were kind of decimated inside linebacker after, after Larry Foote was hurt in week one. They didn't really have much depth uh, going into the year to begin with. So you lose your, your, your veteran starter in week one. And it was, it was devastating, but uh, they threw him in there. He started 11 games. wasn't all great, but it was a a great learning experience for him. And, you know, he, he was behind uh, uh, Lawrence Timmons for a while there and, not long after he got, after he got, uh, actually, I take that back. He wasn't behind just Lawrence Timmons. He was behind Ryan Shazier and Lawrence Timmons because, uh, Shazier was kind of surprisingly, he was a great prospect, but nobody knew they were going to go for an inside linebacker in 2014. And they drafted Shazier and, and Lawrence Timmons was, a, was a longtime veteran. So he was basically, he, he had all that, ex- all that experience in his rookie year and, over the next few years, he was behind two really great inside linebackers and Shazier, who was all all world at that point, and and Timmons, who was who was he, he used to be a great athlete earlier in his career, but he had turned himself into a a, a, a wily veteran by that point. So it was it was hard for him to really get uh, a lot of reps on defense, but he he contributed what he could, and he was a, a special teams ace. And he by this time, and and by 2017. The team had moved on from Timmons, and and he started alongside Shazier. Uh, unfortunately, Shazier had that that that, that uh, devastating injury that year. But but uh, but Vince Williams he remained a starter over the next four years, and uh, you know he had a nice nice career here. And if that's all it was, he he would he could have been proud. He could have walked away proud. But uh, thankfully, he he he's back. And and there was some speculation at the beginning of the week, thanks to. Kind of a cryptic. Uh, I guess it was an Instagram picture by by Avery Williamson that Williamson was going to be re-signed, but that to this as of this um, podcast that has yet to happen. I don't think it's going to happen now, not with uh, Vince Williams in the fold. But at the beginning of the week, there was talk that he would be coming back, and I was like, I was happy with that. I think Williamson is a is a, a great v- a veteran, and, and well, heck, he had 100 tackles last year between the Jets and the Steelers, so that would have been great for depth or if he would have won a starting job, but you know, just because of of his longtime career here, I'm I'm happier that it's Vince Williams who, who is that guy. And I don't know what he's going to do as far as 2021. I don't know if he's going to be a starter again. I don't know if if Robert Spillane's going to, going to build upon his, his uh, sort of his debut last year. He was here a year before, but really didn't contribute on defense, but it was kind of his, uh, De- defensive debut after Bush got hurt and he really had a great accounting for himself, made a great uh, accounting for himself uh, when he was in, in the lineup and then he got hurt kind of at the end of the year. So hopefully Spillane will be able to improve upon that. But, but even if he doesn't, you know, I think, I think they're better. They're, they're going to be better off, um, uh, an inside linebacker because of, because you're going to have uh, three guys now with starting experience, uh, uh, a solid veteran in Williams and two young guys in, in, in Bush and in Spillane. And obviously Bush is, he's such an integral part of that defense to have him back in there. And I think whoever plays next to him, whether it's Williams or Spillane, he's going to make them a better player. Just like Shazier made made Williams a better player when, when, when they were together in 2017. So uh, whoever's next to Bush... Is gonna, it, it's gonna, it's gonna. Uh, they're gonna be able to be that 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 ferocious run stuffer that both of them are uh, capable of being. Both Williams and Spillane. I think we saw that last year with Spillane with the uh, the hit on Derrick Henry, that famous hit in October. And of course, we know Williams certainly loves to lay of the wood, and and he's a pretty proficient pass rusher for for being Vince Williams. I mean, he's he's people consider him a, to be a step slow for it for his position, and he's poor at coverage or at least he's, he's, he's below average in a lot of people's eyes, but I mean, he's, he's racked up 17 sacks over the last four years. So, um, you know, I think, I think whoever is starting next to to Bush is going to, they're going to be a better player because of him and whoever the backup is, they're going to have a solid backup in my mind. And, you know, yeah, you have UG three who, so his, his potential is still untapped mostly because of injuries. We don't know. A lot of people were excited about him and and his athleticism coming into the, into the 2019 season, but he really hasn't had a chance to to display that yet. Maybe he never will. You know, maybe that was all just draft hype and and post draft love that we you know we like to shower on a lot of these guys. But you have UG three and you know, Marcus Allen's basically a linebacker now. Uh, they signed Miles Killebrew. He's kind of like a hybrid safety inside linebacker, even though he's mainly a special teams guy. But so I, th- I think, you know, they're, they're going to be solid as far as depth at inside linebacker, uh, thanks to the addition of Williams. You know, depth was a major concern in in, uh, in, in, in free agency and now heading into the draft. You know, there, there's a lot to be concerned about at various positions when it comes to depth and even starters. But I think now with, with the addition of Williams, um, I don't know if it's going to preclude them from drafting an inside linebacker. Who knows what's in their heads. Right, I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they might have their eye on on uh, Micah Parsons for all we know, and they might trade up to get him. Who who knows? They might love Zavin Collins. They might grab him in the first round, and and we don't know what they're thinking. But at the very least, they're going to be they're much better off at inside linebacker uh, than they were a few days ago. So I'm happy about that. So that's the first topic, and. Let's see what else we if, we, if we have any comments or questions from the live chat. Why? While, I, while I'm, I'm waiting to hit my next topic. And Patricia Costanza. I'm not even going to try. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not good at pronouncing late, but then anyway, she asked is Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. Is he officially back? I believe he is. I believe he is. Um, What does that mean? Everybody wants to know what that means. I don't, Really know what it means? It doesn't mean anything significant at this point. It's just a uh, another arm. They're obviously not going to go into 2021 with three quarter or I'm sorry, four quarterbacks. So it doesn't mean uh, that. It just means that you know when, when you're let's let's be real. I mean, as much as I've I've been an advocate of Mason Rudolph, he really hasn't taken a bull by the horns over his first three years as the backup to Ben. So you know you still have you know there's still uh, room for competition for that backup spot or even the third string spot. you know n- nobody's position is safe as far as the, the the backup quarterback room is concerned. I mean, maybe Mason Rudolph's safe going into 2021. I don't know, but certainly for the uh, third string job it's not it's, it's up in the air so it's it, it, it's just competition, right? Camp arm competition. Josh Dobbs is obviously pretty talented. he knows the system he's been here for a while. Uh, yes, it's, it's going to be a slightly different system with Matt Canada running things as the offensive coordinator, but maybe that's better for, for a guy like Dobbs. Maybe he can utilize him better. He's, a, he's obviously more of an RPO quarterback than any, anybody that they have on the roster right now. So uh, maybe he can come in and thrive. You just don't know. I mean, you don't know where you're going to, like I keep saying, you don't know where you're going to find your next quarterback. It might be in this draft. It might be somebody on that roster. Who saw uh, Duck Hodges coming two years ago, right? So you just never know. So I, I, he is, I think, I believe from what I read today, he's, he is officially back. So my next topic is about James Conner. I'm going to touch on that briefly. He uh, he, he was in, He was a free agent for a few weeks there. He, he, he went what, like two or three waves, certainly all the major waves of free agency, Uh Without signing a contract and he, and he inked a, a one-year deal. I believe I believe it was a one-year deal with the uh, Cardinals So he's officially he'll officially be another member of pittsburgh west and uh, I wish him all the luck in the world, you know, I, I I uh, I think he's a great guy. I love his story. I was a big fan of his at Pitt. I'm a big pit football and basketball fan, but certainly, uh, uh was a huge fan of James Conner. And, and I knew he would be, I knew he had the potential to be something pretty good when he came in. I, I knew he could contribute when they drafted him. A lot of people were like, oh, why did they draft him in a third round? They just drafted him uh, because of his story and because he's a, a pit panther and because of, of, you know, he's kind of a local kid. But I, I remember my brother and I talking about, about him after they drafted him and we said, look, you know, he's good. I know he's good. We saw him play a pit for three or what, three years, I think, or four years. So I think the, the Steelers have got themselves a pretty good player, and you know, I mean, he his only issue was his, his uh, health. Everybody knows that. You know, he just could not stay healthy for a prolonged period of time. Uh, when he was here, he had so many long stretches when when, when he was uh, unreliable, and you know, just out, you know, he just couldn't stay in the lineup. Nobody was ever gonna. Nobody ever, you know, said that he was Le'Veon Bell or or a, a, a you know all pro running back although he was a pro bowler in 2018 nobody ever accused him of being that but i think it was obvious that he had the ability to be a pretty productive back when he was on his game he produced so you know um i think if he would have stayed healthy when, when when you know starting in that 2018 season when he took over for bell i think he could still be here today and i think he'd probably be a a star in this city but it just didn't work out for him and, and that was because of health and that and that's that bug brings down a lot of people in the nfl i mean a lot of people succumb to injuries that's just how it is so i mean i wish him all the luck in the world in, in arizona and, I, and I, in a lot of ways i think uh a change of scenery might do him some good i mean he's you know he as long as he's in pittsburgh you know, he, he's or as long as he was in pittsburgh he was always going to be you know james connor the you know the cancer survivor the former pit panther uh kind of lo- local being from erie pa so he's, he was always going to have that kind of extra pressure playing here you know uh whereas in arizona yeah it's still going to be a story people are still going to yeah it's still going to be part of his his uh his his story but i don't think it's going to be as prevalent as it is here in arizona he'll get to be james connor the running back first before anything else and hopefully he th- he thrives and 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 put together a nice career for himself. You know, a lot of people are already suggesting that he, he should be, the, he should stay. He should have re-signed here to be the backup, but I don't think he's ready for that. You know, he's why well, he just played four. he's only played four years, basically uh, three. If you count all the, <laughs> the, the the games that he's missed with injury. So he's not ready at this stage of his career to admit that he's, he's a backup. You know, I think he wants to still prove that he can start in this league and maybe he'll give that, he'll get that chance in Arizona. So, Best of luck to, to James Conner. So on that note, I want to see if we have any any uh, comments or questions about James Conner or anything else that I may have missed. Here's one from Jeff Dunn, draft related, of course, and he says, do not take a running back in first round. Uh, if you if you, if you uh, asked 100 people, you'd probably get, 50 people saying definitely take a running back and 50 people saying don't take a running back. That's just how the draft is So, for every person saying, do not do that in all caps. There's somebody saying, do do that in all caps. Here's more from Owen David. And he says, I'm not, I, I got to go. I, I, here's Here's it. Here's the, uh, the rebuttal so, sort of, and he says, got to be a running back in round one, especially after losing Connor. So there you go. See what I mean? It's 50, 50. So on that note, I will close out the first half of tonight's show, first half of, of this episode of Steelers' Brunch with Tony. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, please stay with me. I'll be right back after a short break. If you're, if you're listening on an audio platform like iHeartRadio, whatever other ones are, Spotify, anyone that you choose, I thank you for listening to this uh, part and please download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday night, six pack. I will be right back.